Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We have sensed a shift in the ether uh, where things were once cheerful. Now we feel bitterness, <laughs> anger, and complaints. It's a little crusty out there. It's real crusty. I don't know if there's a snow or what, but uh, if you got something you want to bitch about, 651-641-1071. And another thing, that's what we're calling this. Yes. Uh, let's. Do you want to go straight to the phones or do you want to tell us, no, Bradley, what I'm your I'm going to set is? this up for you so that you okay. understand what we're dealing with. I, this morning, <laughs> had to deal with a woman driving. I don't even know if it's a woman. I just assumed, and that's probably misogynistic of me. She had That's long what hair. I'm going to complain about. She had long hair, so just pipe down over there. I, <laughs> was, Am I being hysterical? Woman, quiet. <laughs> um, no, this, this individual was mm-hmm. driving at a pace of about 15 miles per hour on the way in this morning. There was not any particular reason for her to be doing that. There was some the, white stuff falling from the sky. It was actually snowing, but I don't know if you know this. We live in Minnesota. Number two, the roads were fine. Yeah. They were not um, slippery slidery, at least the road we were currently on, because someone from you know Coon Rapids will call in and say, I was miserable. But on Franklin, the stretch that I was on, there was a traffic jam behind me as this woman uh, pedaled her way, and I do mean pedaled like Flintstone style with her feet. Like you could have ridden a bike <laughs> literally faster. And I, you guys, I know we can all relate to, you know, when people aren't going at your speed of life. But I've also gotten to the point in my life where I'm not going to go around her because I'm not trying to take my own life into my hands because that happened to me once last year and a woman T-boned me. So I'm not going to go. I know that doesn't happen every day. <laughs> so I wasn't going to go around her. Also so I was a like, woman. So you know how you just are like, fine, fine, I'll do the thing that I'm supposed to do and just be slow. And this woman was just bah, 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 bah. like she could literally have picked her nose. And, um, you know, done cartwheels while this car was <laughs> was climbing its way up the hill. So that got Bradley in a mood. So, and then, and then when I got in, literally, there were two people and they were complaining about life. And I thought, you know, maybe it's just the weather. Maybe it's just that it's dark out. Maybe it's just that it's, I don't know. A five-day week Thursday. and we had, you know, Thanksgiving exactly. in the middle Whatever of all Whatever it is, this stuff. unleash it. Set it free. 651-641-1071. Sound off right here. Let's go to Candace and see if our phones are working. If they're not, then we'll complain about that. 651-641-1071. Hi, Candace. And goodbye, Candace. 
Sorry. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah. So we're so obviously having a phone issue. We're but, having some issues. It's but fine. don't worry. I got more things to bitch about. Yeah, you could email us. You could tweet us. Colleen, you well, like to bitch. Somebody already did, by the way. Oh, yeah. Thank you. I do love to bitch. And I'm going to get to mine in a second. Oh. But I want to give Becca her due because we <laughs> did get an email from Becca who said, I'm crabby about the ding-dongs who remodeled my house. What? Ran a three-foot section of water pipes to my kitchen outside my house and on tuesday night guess what happened oh did they freeze they froze and it's her kitchen she said we can't access them without moving removing our deck so i have to use a hair dryer shoved into a small hole in the most inconvenient (laughs) spot in our basement for multiple hours to heat the copper pipe so it will melt. In the meantime, I can't use anything in my kitchen that requires water. The dish pileup is awful. Oh, that really sucks. I'm sorry, girl. Yeah. I thought I had it bad being behind, you know, 15, snail pants. 15 mile per hour lady. Oof, that that does suck. Um, Yeah, and another thing. Oh. No, I just, you know, this is my big gripe today and there's nothing, well, I'm trying to do what I can do about it. It was one of those mornings where I woke up and I can't move my neck properly. Oh, yeah, you get those. So it's rough when you're trying to drive and check your blind spot. And every time you do that, you think you might pass out from pain. I've borrowed a torture device to help get the knots out of my back. The person whose desk I took it off of is out with pneumonia. Why don't you, in the future, just tell... <laughs> Which means it's got germs on it. <laughs> Great, that's awesome. Um, no, in future, I would highly recommend you just text me, and my thing is in my trunk. My uh, massage thing. Yeah. It'll get that kink right out. You got the massage thing in your in your yeah, trunk. Yeah, it's called a hypervolt. I know. Don't be dirty. I love that thing, and I do yeah. want it right now, but I wouldn't make you go out in the snow unless you well, wanted to. I wouldn't to. go. I'd give you my keys and <laughs> say, That's what I love go. about you. <laughs> I'm not going. Uh, I would love to tell you to call us and and tell us what you're griping about, but I can't do that uh, because our phones are broke. Panda on Twitter said, uh, my company updated the software that we use for everything last night. We haven't been able to do a thing all day, but clean our desks and wait for an update. Oh, that would be miserable. I hear you, girlfriend. Technology updates can be crazy making. You know what it makes me think about, too, is what did we do before we had... I mean, I think about this every once in a while. No, seriously, like, what was before work we had like? The steam engine. What was work like before there were computers? Like, everybody has a computer now. You get so much done on your computer. Did people have to go talk to people? Yeah. Did they sit down at their desk and write things on paper? I mean, I don't think I had a computer uh, in my workplace until I was in college. So, and I've been working since the age of fourteen. So, I was not in an office though. But we were in. You know, I worked for a grocery store. I worked for a bakery and. You know, you're just doing stuff. Yeah, I mean, I taught dance. That was my first job. So we didn't use computers. That wasn't a thing. Um, But 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 like offices. Yeah, I guess I've always had computers. I've always had a computer in an office setting. So like, I don't have any idea. My dad was an executive. I'm always curious about, like, what did he do? to go to the filing cabinet. Right. And like, what did he do when he was sitting at his desk? Well, they had typewriters and pa- pads of paper that no so doubt they were wrote going through files and things. With yeah. his hands? Well, you know. paper? Yeah, you'd literally go get... It's why so are you? weird. It's just weird. Because <laughs> we just don't live in a world where no, paper is all that necessary. You know, this is kind of tangential. And if you're just joining us, we're talking about bitching, but we can't hear from you. So we're just kind of going all, <laughs> well, all over the place. Well, why don't you try calling now? Okay. It may have been resolved. 
I don't know. We're not I sure. am plugged and plugged in a few things. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. And another thing, what are you complaining about today? We're listening. We're here for you. We'll let it out. We'll let it go as a family. But in the meantime, in between time, what I was going to say is um, about offices. Where were we? I was saying, did people just sit and write on paper? We don't live in a world where we need paper as much anymore. I don't know. It doesn't matter. We can move on. This has been a weird day. Um, no, I've got more things to bitch about. Oh, though. go ahead. So, like the people that don't know how to fill the Keurig. Mm-hmm. Okay. Remember how we went through this period a while back, a couple of years ago, where you and I took matters into our own hands to address the people who didn't know how to refill pot of coffee yeah we put up a sign that said you kill the joe you make, make some mo. mo well we need to come up with a new sign because you know we have a keurig that mm-hmm. was delightfully mm-hmm. gifted to us by our very own b arthur mm-hmm. um but people, occasionally she takes mercy on us she does um and she's actually provided us with the coffee pots the uh wrinkle in that however is that people don't seem to understand how to refill the Keurig. Mm-hmm. And I feel like every morning I come in, I got to refill that dumb Keurig. And I'm like, wouldn't it just be nice one morning to come in and press a button? It would be nice. Yeah. So apparently we need to come up with I'm a sign. I'm trying to think of what our sign would say. Please be you kind. You kill the H2O. You, you fill you some fill a, You put in some Mo. Yeah. Let's do that. All right. I'll do that. That'll be my craft project for today. Uh, When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we have to talk about another publationship. That publationship is called Shamila. What's a publationship? It's a public relationship or a relationship for publicity. And what's a Shamila? It's Sean Mendez and Camila Cabango. We'll be back with a little Shamila update after this on My Talk 107.1. Love to talk about publicationships on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. Bradley, what's a publicationship? It's a relationship for publicity. And this hour we want to talk about Shamila. What's a Shamila? Shamila, Shamazel. It's Sean Mendez and Camila Cabello. Okay, what's the latest from these two? Camila Cabello recounts her and Sean Mendez secretly messy love story. Oh, really? Messy like it's not real? Also, secretly? Is anything secret? There's nothing secret about this fake relationship. So she's on a press tour right now for Romance, her album. Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. She fell in love just at the moment she was writing an album. Actually, she wrote a single about um, getting hot and heavy with someone. And then there's an album. Oh, just waiting for this perfectly timed romance that just happened out of nowhere. Oh, that is... What are the odds? How do these things work, you guys? What are the odds? We sound a little snarky. Because we are. Because it's Thursday and it's snowing. Anyway, when discussing the, quote, inspiration for her songs, Feel It Twice and Should Have Said It, with Entertainment Tonight Canada, uh, Ms. Cabello revealed that Sean Mendez, Colleen... Now, I want to read to you her account okay. of this relationship, which we've been highly critical of from the beginning. And I want you to tell me what you hear. Okay. okay? She tells ET Lies. Canada. Sorry. Okay. I, we Let me at least get a word. Okay, out. go ahead. She revealed that Sean Mendez confessed his feelings for her once <laughs> at a time when she couldn't reciprocate. Oh. Do you know when that time was by chance? Um, were they toddlers? 
or I mean, I'm just trying to think of like when would she not be able to reciprocate well, his feelings? Specifically, she was not able to reciprocate from February 2018 to June 2019. Why was she in because a- she was in a relationship okay. with life coach Matthew Hussey during that time? Okay, hold on, hold on a second. I just realized I'm not well versed enough in her life to know that she's ever had any other relationships. Also. What an unfortunate last name for Mr. Hussey. Go on. So we did know that she was in a relationship, and it was after that relationship <gasps> that Sean right. Mendez okay. and Camila Cabello uh, were able to get together. And that was in June of this year. year. Yep. Okay. So we've been suffering album, through this for six months. But just think about this timing. Yeah. This album that we're talking about. She is talking about something that happened because, again, she's talking about these songs, Feel It Twice and Should Have Said It. She references that the songs are about when Sean Mendez confessed his feelings for her once at a time she couldn't reciprocate. During that time, she worked with Mendez on her, on her duet, Senorita, which is this year. Yeah. So this is something she purports to have happened just this year. For an album that, that is just just released, released this yeah. year, so you want me to believe all of, all this, of this happened, happened in six months? Like it happened, you were moved by it. Anyway, she goes. I just felt bad that I that I had this person that had been a friend of mine for a really long time, and we were really really close. And when he confessed that he had feelings for me, things kind of got awkward because we weren't together. So I felt like I was hurting him, and I felt weird because it felt like we were like kind of drifting away as friends. And everybody knows what it's like when you have someone you're very close with, and I don't know. They say you have feelings; they have feelings for you, and the friendship feels like tense suddenly. And I felt really bad about hurting him, about hurting somebody that was my friend and was a big part of my life, and they weren't as much anymore. I don't. Even Okay, so I think what she's trying to say there is, you know, when somebody tells you that they're interested in you and you can't because you're not. Right. Okay, so basically, Sean Mendez tried to come on to you while you were with another man. Okay, Uh I mean, that's kind of shady behavior, but that doesn't seem to go along with the Disney narrative that you're trying to sell us on how you two are so in love. Right. This is just like you know. And remind me because I can't stand these two. What was the previous narrative about how they got together? Wasn't it that they were working on Senorita, Senorita and yeah. they and they saw each other with new eyes? Yes, because they've been friends for years. But now what she's okay, saying? Okay, so now she's trying to retrofit. What she's saying is yeah. that specifically he told her he was interested, but she couldn't reciprocate. And then magically in June of 2019, right before as the song is being released, they were able to get together and go on a big publicity tour for okay. the song, even though it wasn't really a publicity tour. It was just them making out in different cafes. She went on to say, quote, someone I knew for like a really long time. She's talking about Sean. I'd liked him, but I wasn't ready. And so then he liked me, but I was not really there to like him in that way anymore because I'd moved on. And I was just kind of angry about it because I was like, now you're saying that you're in love with me. You waited so long and now it's too late. And I and so should have said it is about that. Again, this song, which all of this happens like in the last five minutes, just happened. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts.
I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Happens to be about this thing. She goes on to say, I was just angry because I was like, uh, why did you wait so long to tell me? You should have said it. Ultimately, they got together officially in July. Uh-huh. The timing, my point is, the timing on all this is crap, because we know for a fact that she did not write all of these songs herself, and there is no way that she had this experience with Shawn Mendes, decided to write an album about it, decided to write some songs about the particulars of the different stages of this relationship that happened five minutes ago, turn that, go into the studio, record everything... And then have a, an album ready to go in like the fall that you're going to tour ready on. To drop. That is not how things work. No. I mean, I I am not an expert on the inside of the music industry, but you have got to be an idiot to believe that that's how these things work. And it's uh, yeah, you're right. It's a convenient like retrofit, and it's clearly some narrative that somebody on her team has helped craft for her, and she's studied so that she can use it. And we're probably going to hear it trotted out umpty foo times while she's trying to promote this tour. And yeah, it's just ridiculous. And also sounds a little too rom-com, right? In conclusion, she says her song Used To It, again, they got together in July, officially, Used To It was her song of marking that moment of their first date. I wrote about someone that I'd been friends with for a really long time, and then we started dating, and I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. I can't believe I get to kiss you in the middle of talking right now. That's so weird. Or I get to hold your hand. It's weird, and we're going to call each other baby at some point. Like, that's really weird. Because I've only called you by your name for years. Oh, I can't. I can't. I can't. I don't even. I, mean, I have none I was, for her. I was. It's it's good marketing, man. But. No, that's the thing about it is, yeah. I, when you start, you listen. Just like she and Shawn Mendes started to see each other with new eyes. I'm starting to see every celebrity relationship with new eyes. I know it's a curse. It's not okay. It's but a it's, curse. But it does it does sort of make you aware of how much you've been manipulated. Because there was a time, Bradley, where if we cared about them, we would be like, "Oh man, isn't this sweet?" Yeah. How cool is yeah, this? Yeah, but thankfully, we've seen the light. The scabs or whatever they call them in biblical times have fallen from our eyes, and yeah, here scales, we are. I don't know. Anyway, yes. Sean Mendes, Camila Cabello, we are on to you. Ain't no way you just happened to write an album in five minutes mm-hmm. after your fake relationship started. Sounds like Shamila to me. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, we've got celebrities behaving badly. We call them D-bags. We'll tell you about them after this on My Talk 1071. Oh, celebrities, they are behaving badly. That's what they do. And on the Colleen and Bradley show, My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer. We have Hi. a name for those celebrities. The name is. Dieberg. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. 
Who's your dee-diddly-doo-doo bag? Jada Pinkett Smith. Oh, she's like a frequent flyer in this section of our show. She is, and honestly, it's for the same reason. And oh, the good. reason is, girl, you don't have to share everything. Oh, yeah. Did she tell us like what color her BM was this morning? No, but th- what she did tell us is this really, I don't know, kind of bizarre and tone-deaf story about how Child Protective Services came to investigate her and Will Smith because they thought, allegedly, there had been a report that they were starving Willow. Oh, I saw this. I'm glad you brought this up because I wanted to... I, it's one of those things where you see the headline and you kind of want to know, but you're not willing to like give it the time. Well, I gave it give the it time. Give it the time. Yeah, so here we go. So, Jada, on their Red Table Talks, which is her Facebook Watch <laughs> series, which Bradley can't find because he doesn't... I don't either. We don't understand. We don't know how to get there. How do I watch? I don't know how to. Is that a channel? You want me to Facebook watch it? Why don't you put it in front? I don't know how to get there. Anyway. Anyway, that's our own issue. That's neither here nor there. Correct. Exactly. Okay, boomer. No, but um, we're not boomers. Uh, So here's what happened. So you'll remember this part at least. Do you remember a picture that was shared on social media? It was a few years ago, but definitely within the last decade of. Willow Smith kind of lounging with this shirtless guy. She was like 13, oh, I think, at the yes. time. Do you yeah. remember that? Yep, and he's he was not 13. He's And he was not 13, and he was apparently a friend of the family. And uh, his name was uh, uh, Mo- Moises Arias, and he was 20 at the time. Okay. Willow was 13. The two of them were lying in bed, and uh, then it got shared on social media, and people went bonkers about it because, yeah. again... 13-year-old lounging around in a bed with a shirtless 20-year-old. It was a little alarming. Well, allegedly, somebody, you know, of course, they were already mad, and they went to bat. Like, he's just a friend. He's a family friend. This is totally normal. I don't think it's normal, but that's a different story. Um, But apparently, somebody reported them to CPS. Uh, They reported a complaint that, Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith were starving Willow Smith. And so so somebody had to come to their house mm-hmm. and do an entire investigation. And the way that Jada Pinkett Smith tells the story was just like, she was irate that they were even being questioned. Now, there's a, to me, there's a number of reasons why this is problematic. Among them... Like there are that it is a real concern if there is an underweight 13-year-old there are reasons to be concerned about that. Yeah. No, a number of reasons. Also, people got a job to do. Exactly. So don't hate the person that has to do their job. Now, this so what's interesting is how it got dealt with. So apparently Jada is just mad. Willow at 13, and this is how she defines it on the Red Table Talks years later with a more kind of adult brain. She basically says you know, I I was looking at the lady thinking you could be helping so many kids right now and you're wasting your time with me, who a child who has everything I need. So there's sort of an awareness there. But what Willow decided to do was toy with the lady and tell her all she'd had to eat that day was cereal. Oh, God. And then everybody else got in on the act. And they sent the lady away with nothing to oh, be so afraid of. so they're like of. making fun of the lady? Kind of. 
Uh, she said, I walked in with a bowl of cereal specifically because I knew that they said that you were starving me. This is what Willow said. I was like, you know what? I'm going to walk in with food and eat the entire time. I'm going to eat th- throughout the entire oh, interview. I get it. So she, yeah, which is a, you know, childish thing to do. And certainly as a parent, you would be mortified if you knew, for example, that that was not the case, but still we're being questioned. I know people who have children. Yes. And things happen, yes. and things get reported, and come to find out that there was like a miscommunication. But you're mortified, right? Because absolutely, you, you think, oh God. But I think the important to me, the important thing is to take it seriously. Exactly. You know, and and okay. So as the story goes, um, Willow and Jaden were acting like this investigation was like a, a an opportunity for their personal protest even though their parents had told them to be on their best behavior. So here, allegedly, Willow... Which just tells you a lot about how those children were raised. That Jada and and Will are trying to kind of smooth things over. And those two, the kids, who they've treated like adults and given them like full autonomy over all things, since they were... Don't even get us started. Infants, don't get us started. There's stories... But that they decided that the, that the right thing to do in that moment is basically mock the woman who was doing her job yeah. for CPS. Um, anyway, eventually they went away. And this is, this is Jada Pinkett Smith's takeaway from that incident. She says, we really locked up together as a family. It was like, oh, we're getting attacked. So the kids got to see the fir- for the first time why Will and I had been so protective. Mm-hmm. The way that so they can retrofit... Our, like- yeah, so we reinforced that bad um, way of dealing with the outside world by being even worse. I just... Being more insular. And I think that there's something about me that just is frustrated with the idea that every single family story that they have is fair game for this Facebook watch thing. Mm-hmm. Everything that has ever say, happened to them. If anything, I'm grateful for the opportunity to realize what kind of family I wouldn't want to have mm-hmm. or how I would choose to not raise my family. Mm-hmm. I know we're not supposed to have opinions about how the way, you know, the way other people raise their children. You know, I I know that that's like the polite thing to say, but the truth is you do get to have opinions. Especially with celebrities. That's the point of that's why they're there. Stay with us. We'll we'll show you. We'll reinforce that. Mm -hmm. Um, Speaking of and this is just this is a delightful uh, part to yesterday's part douche. You mean part douche. (laughs) This is part douche to yesterday's um, selection of Megan Fox. As oh, my man, I cannot so wait. You'll remember Megan Fox. She's with Brian Austin Green. Megan Fox yesterday. Do you remember why we made her? Yeah, I do. Because uh, she wants us to know that she's teaching her children that plants have feelings and emotions. Yeah, plants have feelings and emotions, but they only eat plants. So basically they kill things that have feelings and emotions. I don't know. It didn't make sense. It was a bunch of cockamamie business. She's like putting money in the pockets of James Cameron's wife's school. I'm going to leave it at that. Yeah. Because Google I want to get to it today. If you want to. Part two is this stuff. <laughs> Part two is this headline. Megan Fox, excuse me. <laughs> Megan. <laughs> go on. Megan Fox <laughs> wants to go on an ayahuasca journey, and Brian Austin Green wants to watch. Oh, now, oh. <laughs> Do you know what an ayahuasca Isn't journey this, is? Aren't these those um, like hot, like uh, hot? 
No. Oh, no, no, no. This is that drug. Yes. It's yes. A psych- I, I believe it's a psychoactive, psychedelic yeah, it's experience. It's a Schedule 1 drug that is illegal, and she's all out here. Yeah. So it's now, but so you go, what, you want to go on a drug trip? What? Okay, so let me let me get into this. So mm-hmm. apparently they um, <laughs> they were at the uh, PUBG Mobile's hashtag fight for the Amazon global green benefit on Monday. Wow, okay, they need to work on that name because that's a lot. I don't even know if I said any of that right. The hashtag part I think I got right. Well, it's not pounds. It's a long story. Um, <laughs> so they were at this event, and it says of them... They're both sustainability pros, but when it comes to walking on the wild side, the couple isn't quite on the same page. And then they talk about them being at this benefit. And in the process of explaining why she wants to go on a drug trip, Megan Fox says the following. I'm really into shamanism, so I'm learning a lot about that. I've read like maybe 12 or 14 books on it now, so I'm getting into that and I'm nearing closer. Oh I'm wait, not- stop. No. <laughs> no. Okay, go on. I'm not reading. I'm, I'm not- nearing closer. What does that even I mean? I don't I'm know. nearing closer. Uh I'm not someone who does hallucinogenics. Or uh, yeah, no. Oh my god, she says it again. I'm not someone who does hallucinogenics, but I'm nearing closer to wanting to go on an ayahuasca journey to meet myself, transcend, have the little death, come out the other side. Honey. Honey. Can I repeat that? I'm not someone who does hallucinogenics. Oh, really? I think you might be doing but, them right now, honey. <laughs> but I'm nearing closer. And actually, they put in, in um, brackets, too. So she doesn't even have the time for prepositions. But I'm nearing closer wanting to go on an ayahuasca journey to meet myself, transcend, have the little death come out the other side. I have a hard time. What? This pe- What? I have a hard time with this. Okay, for what reason? Because there are about 30. Start with one. Honey, you. I, I think that the first step to meeting yourself is, is acknowledging that you're right there. Like, your physical first human of all, being, being self is your, right there. Yeah. And, like, the work starts there. You don't need to go directly on your ayahuasca journey. You don't need to near closer to that. You're That's like a distraction. If there's junk you need to work on in your life, get working on it, girlfriend. Yeah. And cult, here's what I... Ayahuasca is like a cultural thing. It's yes. part of religious ceremonies for some cultures. I don't know a ton about it, really, but I do know that it sounds really dumb, when you start speaking about something that you probably don't know that much about, or if you do, you've simply read it in books, which kudos to trying to understand the world, but then just sort of taking it and saying, I want to do this thing. Bradley, I'm either having deja vu or this is the second time we've had this conversation about Megan Fox. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Because I really do think that there was another time where she maybe wrote a book or an article about something that was an, a cultural experience that she was taking on as some sort of personal spiritual journey without yeah. understanding or acknowledging because this is this is something she does yeah where she's like in my power and privilege i have learned of another take culture all of these people's thousands of years it's of- the thing right house yeah this was back in 2016 i remember this where she was talking about String theory, the truth behind the pyramids, and the, quote, 
brainwashed public headline from the Los Angeles Times. No, but there was something, yes, and there was something even more recently where she did uh, like a magazine article or some dumb thing. She said she was a forest nymph on Instagram. (sighs) I can't with her. I'm sorry. Girl, honey, again, you are the type of person who does hallucinogenics. I mean, she don't need them because she's getting them for free because her brain is just one big hallucination. You don't need to near closer, girl. You're there. Just to be clear in conclusion, she says a parenting quote of her children. This was in the same moment on the red carpet for Pub G Mobile something. <laughs> it's not a and she's speaking of her children. It's not about allowing them to be. It is about allowing, not encouraging them to be who they are. No. Allowing them to be who they are and relinquishing control because they were born to be who they are. It's my job to support the process, not get involved and micromanage. Or mold them into what I think they should be. Okay, well, the end of that I don't disagree with, but the rest of it, I don't, those words. It's that, it's, well, frankly, it's Jada Pinkett Smith. Like, we're not getting in the way of our kids being who they are. And I'm like, but that's kind of your job as a parent to help kids see who they are. You, yeah, you need to, they need to be allowed to be who they are with your boundaries. Yes. Because if you just let kids be who they are, they're going to poop everywhere. They're a sponge. They will take it from someone else if mm-hmm. you don't give it to them. And it will be the drug dealer. Why are it we talking the prostitute. like this? It will be, be the communist. It's going to be floating in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And the devil worshiper. So you better get busy and raise them kids. Otherwise, they're going to end up like Willow Smith. And I'll shut up now. When we come back on the Colleen Bradley <laughs> We got a D-bag double down. Somebody else was a D-bag. Oh, and God, it doesn't a, end. It never does. It's one of those days. We'll tell you about them after this on My Talk 1071. Oh, there's sometimes just so much D-bag, and we can't leave it alone. We got to talk about it on the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything Entertainment. Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, and uh, it's time for a D-bag double down. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. All right. Who's pew-pew-pewing our D-bag double down? Uh, That would be a gentleman. I'm not going to call him a gentleman because he's not a gentleman. uh, By the name of Dan Spilo or Spilo. Okay. He's an entertainment lawyer. He was a contestant on Survivor. You may recognize his name. We actually have talked about him before. He has been ejected from the game of Survivor as of yesterday's episode for an off-camera incident. Now, this alone that alone is a standalone story is like, whoa, that's weird. Something happened. And it is history because this is the first time in 39 seasons of the game that somebody has been ejected from the game for their behavior. Wow. But this actually is a storyline that's been going on since the beginning of the season of Survivor. And oddly, I sort of wish I would have been watching just so I could have a better uh, understanding of this. So here's how it all actually started. In episode one, Kelly Kim, one of the other contestants, told Dan Spilo that she was uncomfortable with the way that he touched her. Uh, the conti- the behavior continued, and uh, even after Kelly had talked to him, mm-hmm. and that's when production stepped in on day 22 of the game. Okay. 
and said, uh, gave him an official warning that he would be pulled from the game if this behavior continued. In the intervening days between that and now, uh, two players during a tribal council meeting decided to also accuse him of um, inappropriate behavior. But then that was revealed later that that was for gameplay. That's the story I remember because yep. that's the story we talked about where we thought one thing and then very quickly we learned, oh no, this was, there's a lot more to this story. Than meets the eye. Yeah. That it was strictly for gameplay. But no. So what was he actually removed for? Well, there isn't a lot of detail about exactly what happened, but what we know is this other incident happened off camera and it did not involve a player of the game. And again, like I said, this is history because in 39 seasons of Survivor, nobody has ever had to be removed from the game for bad behavior. People have been removed from the game for other reasons, whether they've had like an injury or some sort of illness or something like that. But nobody's ever been given a warning and then had to be... uh, had to be ejected for bad behavior. Interesting. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I was reading a little bit of an interview with Jeff Probst. He's the host mm-hmm. of um, Survivor. And I'm, if I can be perfectly honest, Jeff Probst is a game show host. Yeah. He's not going to say anything. He doesn't say anything. I mean, he's because his job is to protect the brand and to, to sort of finesse the conversation around Survivor and obviously make them look really good, but he's not going to say anything he can't say. However, he does say, essentially, you know, the difficulty, this the whole season um, really did have a complex social issue sort of narrative woven through in a way that they haven't seen before. And I, that's kind of what my assessment was just based on the news of this. Is this reminds me a lot about how we've had conversations about um, the Me Too movement, the concern that people would use stories about something that didn't happen in order to get something from it, and that actually happened in the game. Um, but then he did sort of re actually reoffend. Well, but we don't know that it, it was, was like a Me Too thing. No, we don't really. That's true. We're I'm kind of making assumptions. Yeah, we don't know that it wasn't just he. I don't know. I don't know. It could be anything because it sounds like there's no indication of what it was that actually got him removed. Yeah. The thing I was going to say is this just, I think, illustrates whether it's a Me Too situation or not, even in from a more broad uh, perspective, a broader perspective, rather. We are in a place where people aren't buying what... TV is selling in terms of reality TV in the way that we used to. We used to be able to have a certain suspension of disbelief in order to watch these, quote, reality shows. Mm -hmm. Because we know that the minute the cameras are off, it's a different experience. So we've known sort of tacitly that what we are seeing on the screen is not exactly as it's being portrayed. It seems, though, in this time, we are less comfortable with that difference. Like, Mm -hmm. we are more aware and more, rather, less willing to accept that suspension of disbelief. We would rather know what's actually going on. And you see this in different reality shows, whether it's, and I haven't given this much thought, so I'm sort of making this analogy or this, um, you know, um, thesis up as I speak. But whether it's this story, which is Survivor, or if you think about the problematic 
seasons of Big Brother, you know, the last few Mm -hmm. seasons of Big Brother, I feel like have been plagued with some of these issues that go beyond the sort of narratives that they want you to pay attention to, like increasingly. And actually, now I go all the way back to like American Idol, Mm -hmm. you know, some of the stuff going on behind the scenes of American Idol just are far more interesting than what's actually happening on camera. Now we need a reality show about our reality show. Not going to happen. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, what Christmas dessert are you most excited about? Ooh, yummy. We're going to try to take calls again. 651-641-1071. What Christmas dessert are you most excited about on My Talk 107? Have you been waiting for just the right job? Then welcome to the end of your search. Amazon has seasonal warehouse jobs in your area, and now is a great time to apply. You can start getting paid right away and work close to home. Applying is easy. You don't even need an interview. So what are you waiting for? Come join the team and get a great seasonal job offer today. Visit Amazon.com hiring. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.